if you're struggling financially, it's not because of a lack of harvest, but a lack of sowing. I want to say that again. If you're struggling financially, it's not because of a lack of harvest. It's because of a lack of sowing. This is a kingdom principle. You cannot expect to reap if you are not first sowing. And if we simply trusted God and actually put these principles into practice, it would solve the issue. The problem is most of us just don't trust God to meet their need. And so we end up falling into the enemy's trap. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. In order to leave a legacy, you need to live your legacy of excellence through the five power pillars, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial. Now, our programs are specifically designed to give you the blueprint and strategies that you need to gain an edge in the most important areas of your life. Join us in creating the next wave of kingdom entrepreneurs and become the CEO of your life by visiting kingscouncilcoaching.com and connect with one of our team members today. High performers, business owners, CEOs, entrepreneurs, I am calling you out. March 25th and 26th, we are hosting the next Become the CEO of Your Life event in Kenosha, Wisconsin. These are high-performance two-day events. Really, more than an event, these things are a true experience. So if you're looking to level up your relationships, accelerate your business or your career, or maybe break through those barriers that have been holding you back, then this is a must-attend event. Text CEO to 727-472-3860 today for more information. Again, text CEO to 727-472-3860. We'll see you there. This episode is brought to you by Anchored Coffee. Anchored Coffee is a coffee company unlike any other. Not only do they provide the most delicious and fresh coffee on the market, they also are positively impacting the communities where the coffee is growing. Anchored Coffee is on a mission to change the world through coffee. And as a subscriber of this podcast, you can get 15% off your next order using the promo code KING15. So visit Impact the World. Dot coffee today and use the promo code KING15 at checkout. That's impacttheworld.coffee using the promo code KING15 to get 15% off your next order. Enjoy the show. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek. And today we're continuing in this theme of money, these kingdom money principles that we've been chatting about here for a few weeks now. I'm having fun just prepping for these. We've talked about everything from ownership and that God owns everything to stewardship, really that money is a tool to worship, which is really just the act of us tithing. I mean, and that's truly where everything starts when it comes to these kingdom money principles and then today, and probably over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to dive into just this understanding of sowing and reaping, or really what we call it is this idea of kingship. So we've got ownership, we've got stewardship, we've got worship, and then kingship. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Of all of these concepts that we're talking about, guys, 
we first off have to just have a clear understanding of who God is, the fact that he owns everything and that he wants to take care of us. Philippians actually tells us that, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Okay, this is an incredible promise that really rests on the balance of the account that you open in heaven. And I'm going to unpack this a little bit more for you guys, because we ultimately determine that balance by the act of us sowing. Again, we're going to be diving into sowing and reaping here today. But notice how that verse starts out. It says, my God shall supply. Obviously, who are we talking about here? It's God. It's the creator of heaven and earth, right? The creator of literally everything that we know and see, the sun, the moon, the stars, the one who literally knit you in your mother's womb, the one who knew you before the foundations of the earth. So of course, he is the God that will supply all of your needs. Okay. And that verse actually continues. It says, my God shall supply. It doesn't say my God might supply or even may supply if he's in a good mood, right? Depends on what day it is. No, it says he shall supply. And that word shall is a strong affirmative word. Why shall God supply all my needs? Well, it's truly because if we're operating in these kingdom principles, it's because we are a sower. And this law, this understanding, this key principle of sowing and reaping is ultimately what we're going to be diving in here today. We literally have a covenant agreement with God and how he has set this up is that we have to do our part. He's going to do his part every single time. It's a promise of God, but we still have to do our part. Notice also that verse doesn't say social security shall supply all of our needs, or it doesn't say your job shall supply all of your needs. No, it's my God shall supply all of our needs. And so many of us, I think, just have an understanding of, again, what we think we can do or what our job provides for us. I mean, heck, some of you may be listening to this right now and thinking, well, I just got laid off from my job or my business is struggling. And we look at our business or our job or our boss as the supplier. And that is not the case. God is your supply and he is not going out of business anytime soon. Next, it says, my God shall supply all of my needs. So what does all mean? Well, it means all. It means everything, not just your financial needs, but really your mental, your emotional, your physical, your spiritual needs. Certainly financial is a component of that, but in addition to that, it's according to what? What does he supply all those needs according to? Is it according to your background? Is it according to your education or your job title? Absolutely not. It is according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So in other words here, guys, God supplies your needs based on what Jesus already did when he redeemed you, when he redeemed me from that curse of poverty. Jesus took care of our supply. Our needs are not a problem for God. So we have to do our part, though. We have to be faithful to deposit into this heavenly account that I had mentioned before. If we are continually sowing in, we have the ability to continually reap. Okay, He will supply our needs according to his riches. What an amazing promise that we can just sit back and just have a peace 
knowing that it's God that supplies our need. It's not the vehicle that you think you're in right now. It's not that real estate investment. It's not the deal that's about to close. No, it is God. And believe it or not, God is, he's not struggling to get by, right? He's pretty wealthy. He doesn't have any problem. He could literally create anything in the moment. But the beautiful thing that I love is that he has created principles in order to teach us in how to operate within them because he's going to supply everything if we abide by these kingdom money principles. Okay, and I believe if we were to truly operate within these principles, I truly believe as Christians, as believers, if you're a believer, again, I know not everybody that listens to this is a believer in Christ, but I believe if you are, we should be the most attractive people on the planet. And don't get me wrong here. We need to be attractive in that the fruit that we have needs to be attractive. It isn't like us rocking gold chains and driving Ferraris, and that may be attractive to some people, but that's not what I'm talking about here. There's no reason why we can't have nice cars, nice clothes. Okay, we should. That's what I mean by we should be attractive because we've got a spiritual advantage, number one, if we would simply operate within these kingdom principles. We are truly, guys, we are ambassadors of Christ. The Bible tells us that. And so we are essentially a representation of him. If you think of this as an ambassador, think of what an ambassador does. They essentially represent that country within another nation, a foreign nation. So that foreign nation's perception of your country would be largely based on its perception of you right? And the lifestyle, the quality of life that you actually lead. So if, again, you are a born-again believer in Christ, you are an ambassador for Christ. So your lifestyle should produce the fruit that other people desire, that other people think, man, they got something going on. That's the idea here. That's what we are called to be. Our role as an ambassador for Christ is to do that. So if you're broke, financially broke, I'm speaking here, and you can barely make ends meet, your financial condition, that's not an accurate representation of glorifying God. But this is where we get it so wrong here on this earth. When we're operating these worldly principles, we think it's got to be us that comes up with these ideas. It's got to be us that hustles and grinds. And yes, we have to work, but we need to work smarter. We need to operate within these kingdom principles that ultimately can be a true, true representation of Christ. That's what I'm talking about here. We fully operate into these principles that God shall supply all of our needs. God's kingdom is one of an everlasting supply. So we should be representing him on this earth, knowing that we don't base our supply on what's going on in this worldly realm of like, okay, is there a recession going on? How are interest rates? There is no such thing as recession in heaven. But what we have to do is we have to continually sow into our heavenly account. This is again, guys, what I'm going to lead into here and what we're ultimately going to be talking about, because we have to recognize who our supplier is. It's God, his faithfulness to supply what we need. And there's so many representations of this in the Bible from Daniel in the lion's den. There's so many examples of how God actually supplied in the perfect time. Literally, he was never too soon. He was never too late. 
And that's the peace that we can have when we're operating within these kingdom principles. All right. So we're going to dive into, again, I talked about sowing and reaping. And if we follow these specific guidelines for sowing into the kingdom, God will absolutely take care of us. He supplies us according to his riches in glory. So how do we start to operate into these principles? First off, it is so important that we become a sower. I'm not talking about the tithe here. This is above and beyond the tithe. I'm just assuming you're already operating by tithing a percentage, a 10%, the first fruits that's going back to your local church. And then above and beyond that, that's when we can start to talk about sowing. We have to be a sower in order to receive seed to sow because 2 Corinthians 9, 10 tells us this, and God who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing. I want you to catch that though. Multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. Okay, again, that's 2 Corinthians 9.10. I want to make sure that you guys really, truly understand this scripture because God is not in the harvest giving business. He's in the seed giving business. Hear me when I say that. God's not in the harvest giving business. He's in the seed giving business. And he doesn't scatter seed to just any and every Christian. Now, if we operate in these principles, he's going to provide seed for the sower, the one that God actually finds that's continually looking and active. It is intentional on where they are sowing their seed. The one that's asking for it, God, give me a sensitivity of who I should sow into, where I should sow. That's when God will provide seed for the sower. Now, if you're sitting there thinking this right now, it's like, well, God's never provided seed for me, right? If that's your mindset here, then I'm guessing there's two possibilities that probably exist. Number one is maybe you're not a sower because understand that God provides seed to the sower. So you have to sow first in order to get more seed. This is where a lot of Christians get this wrong. They think that when I get, then I'll give. No, no, no. You got to give and then you can fully expect to get more. So maybe you're not a sower or number two, maybe you're eating your seed and roll with me on this guys, because God doesn't just sit in heaven and pick and choose the believers that he thinks are the best of the best, right? No, the principle is he can give seed to anybody and everybody, but he's looking for the ones that continually sow the seed that he provides. Why does God actually look for sowers? I believe it's because seed in the hands of those that don't sow, they're not going to be able to continually grow the potential in them themselves, but also for the gospel and spreading the good news of the kingdom. God wants somebody that's going to continually sow. Think of it this way. Imagine you're God right now and you're sitting up in heaven. You got a big bag of seed ready to distribute. Would you want to give that seed to someone who simply stores it up, saves it up, puts it in their bank account only for them, or even somebody that just willy-nilly squanders it? No, you're going to search for somebody who's going to actively plant that seed, who's going to use that seed as we use money as a tool so we can expect that harvest. 
you're going to want to give seed to the sower. And that's what God wants to do. First off, God gives. He does not want to withhold. And when he sees that you're living that lifestyle of a sower, he's going to find a way to get seed in your hand. You better believe that, right? It will literally hunt you down. And God knows that if he can get seed to that sower, he's going to be able to get seed through that sower. If God can get seed to that sower, he can get seed through that sower. And that's the continuation of how this kingdom principle actually works. But so many times when God provides seed, I think we as Christians tend to just think, oh, thank you, God, for blessing me in my need. We incorrectly identify that seed as like the blessing or the need that we're looking to fill. And we think, okay, God, well, thank you. If you can just get me out of debt here, then I'll give, right? Just get me a few more blessings and then I'll give above and beyond that. And we end up using the seed to fill what we think is a need in our own life when ultimately God might be saying, hey, I gave you that to sow. I gave you that to continue this law, this principle of sowing and reaping. And God has so many different ways of providing seed. I'll give you an example. Maybe you made some money from a garage sale, right? Or you're just looking to sell something on Facebook Marketplace or something like that. Would you ever just think that you're selling those old clothes or old tools, whatever it is, would you ever consider maybe just asking God whether or not that money that you made was actually seed he provided versus just looking to provide a need, a worldly need that we think that it's for. And this comes with actually spending time with God and understanding, seeking him in all that we do and knowing that, again, this is a kingdom principle. Now, certainly you don't want to just be willy-nilly scattering seed throughout and hoping it takes root, right? That's not how a farmer would operate. They don't just run around through the field and scatter seed. They intentionally plant it in an area. And I believe that's what we are called to do as well. But so many of us just operate not even thinking that, hey, is this actually seed? When we receive something, we're so quick to hold on to it or quick to fulfill a need that we think that could be for versus maybe God's just trying to get it through you. He wants you to receive a seed and then continue to plant the seed. But so many of us are eating our seed because we think that's the harvest when that's just the beginning. Because we don't know what our future is going to bring. Right now, you don't know what three months from now you're going to need, six months from now you're going to need, a year from now. So we need to be in a habit, a continual understanding and lifestyle of sowing towards that harvest. So I want to talk about harvest here, or actually, I want to talk about what would maybe hinder a harvest. This is what really gets me going. There's so many quote-unquote Christians out there, and so many of them, and I've shared some statistics on this in some past episodes of just like how so many believers are broke financially. They're just broke. I full well know it's because we're not operating in these kingdom principles. I mean, the average of all the Christians that go to church consider themselves a Christian, it's like 2% actually tithe. And this study isn't even an accurate study because a tithe is a percentage of income. And what they considered was a tithe, which is supposed to be 10% of your income, 
they said most people only gave 2% of their income. So it's like 2% actually gave that only gave 2%. It's crazy. And then we wonder why we are not accurate representations of the kingdom, right? Of the king. We don't look like citizens of the kingdom because we're not operating within these principles. And I really believe that if you're struggling financially, it's not because of a lack of harvest, but a lack of sowing. I want to say that again. If you're struggling financially, it's not because of a lack of harvest. It's because of a lack of sowing. This is a kingdom principle. You cannot expect to reap if you are not first sowing. And if we simply trusted God and actually put these principles into practice, it would solve the issue. The problem is most of us just don't trust God to meet their need. And so we end up falling into the enemy's trap, right? And this is just this wheel that we've been spinning on for decades and decades and generations because we're afraid that we won't have enough. They're afraid that they're not going to have enough for themselves. So they gather and they save their seed. They keep it stored away in their storehouse, right? It'd be a biblical term or it's stored in banks, And since their seed never gets planted, the seed itself is the only thing that remains. The harvest is never going to be able to be reaped because they're simply saving seed versus sowing seed to reap the ultimate harvest. I hope you guys are following me on this. If you are a saver, I promise you this, you are never going to save your way to wealth. It is not going to happen. Money is a tool. And if you think that's how it works, Go back to the Kingdom Money Mindset episode and listen to that. What happens is so many of us, we think we're operating the way we're supposed to. We think we're being a good steward, a good Christian by not spending money to go on a, an enjoyable vacation. We're living in a mindset of lack, trying to save every last penny for the hope that we can retire one day. First off, I don't read that anywhere in the Bible. No such thing as retirement. And then we sit back and we blame God for our lack. We think that we were responsible in that process versus just actually operating in kingdom principles. Go back to farming. It's just such a simple example. There's not a successful farmer out there that keeps their seed locked away in a barn because they know that storing the seed in a barn is never going to produce the harvest. Yet we do that. And so many believers think, well, I'm just believing God that I'll have enough to pay off my mortgage one day or that I'm going to just have enough to make some investments into you know, my 401k or a mutual fund or whatever that is. If we're doing that, we're never going to put ourselves in a position in which we're able to give it away. We're never going to be able to put ourselves in a position in which we can continually sow it and partake in this cycle, this kingdom principle. I want you to understand me on this. It's not wrong to invest, to save. But if that's all you're doing, I'm going to encourage you to start to activate this principle of sowing and reaping. Because remember, it's God who is your provider. He is the one that shall supply all of your needs. Your faith cannot rest in your savings, cannot rest in the amount of assets that you even have. But imagine if those assets actually created a cash flow that you could continually sow into the kingdom to use it as a tool. Your faith cannot rest in your storehouse or your savings, your bank account. It must, must rest in him. Money only contains value, when I'm talking about value to God here, money only contains value to God when it's turned into goods and services that ultimately will help 
people. Money stored up in your bank account does not bless or prosper anybody, nor does it get the message of Christ or the gospel of the kingdom out. It doesn't help the saved. It doesn't help to get people saved. It doesn't help to get people healed. It doesn't help to get people set free. I mean, really, truly think about this, guys. What are you going to do when Christ returns? You're going to grab your bank statement and say, all right, let's go. I've saved up enough to make it into the pearly gates. That's not how it works. You know that. Money sown into the kingdom will reap a harvest of redemption of souls who will ultimately then follow you to heaven. How much of your earthly wealth have you gathered and have you heaped up for yourself? How much of that are you going to be able to take with you even when you pass? Right now, I believe it is important for us to save in respect to a responsibility, right? For if something happens, we need to be good stewards. It's a wonderful thing for us to have generational wealth, to have that legacy. But again, it ain't going to be doing that being saved in a bank account. It's going to allow you to be able to do that if it's creating cash flow. And this happens from sowing and then ultimately reaping. When I talk about this, though, I do want to just make sure that you understand that I'm not telling you that you need to give away everything. That's not what I'm saying at all. We need to be good stewards. Here's what we need to be. We need to be willing to give whatever God asks us to give. Because if we don't, he can't get more to us if we're not continually operating within this kingdom principle. This is a kingdom principle. It works every single time. If you want to be a good steward of your money, it's not how much you've stored up. It's not how much you've saved. That does not prove anything. Instead, show me how God is leading you in planting and show me how God is leading you in sowing. And on the next episode, we're going to continually dive into this concept of sowing and reaping and how it applies right here, right now. We'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also watch this episode and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash King's Council Coaching.